0: Chapter fifty-five. A gout of searing radiation. With the uttering of Urquhart's words, it seemed as if everything within the flight deck of the Wolfcraft Abitia Stramash became still. Still, yet filled with an awful sense of horror. Nothing was as it once was. Not a seat nor a strap, nor the illumination of the console lights, nor the thin clothes we wore. All were polluted by the news of the annihilation of the hostile star system, the annihilation of the hostiles themselves, and every woman and man that had pursued them to their doom. The hollow stillness lasted perhaps no more than a few seconds But those seconds stretched like a year. A year in which every second was pierced by desolate and terrible thoughts. At last, Flight Commander Zandra spoke. Please continue checking. Urquhart once more listened to and reported the chatter of the universe. Ma'am, scientific verification of supernova is coming in from all over the three zones. News media... Start to pick up on it now. He paused for a moment. Ma'am, there is speculation that the Nova was not natural. Reports and rumours are spreading like wildfire, ma'am. They're calling the Nova the hostile fire. Did the pirates have access to unknown aberration technology? What system is going to be destroyed next? Seems to be a lot of panic out there, ma'am. But not here, Urquhart, said Zandra. The flight commander turned to face us. Well then, troopers, it seems we are on our own. Whatever happened out there, we know two things are certain. Captain Errol has failed, and we have no idea how these events will play out. As she spoke, her voice sounded strangely light, almost merry. With your permission, Your Excellency, I would like to make for Enfeshka. It took a moment before I registered. Zandra was addressing me by such a title and my first reaction was that she was making a jest at my expense. But though her voice was cheerful and one of her eyebrows raised, the flight commander's gaze was serious and calculating. I looked at Ifdek but he made no comical remark nor did he utter any pithy advice. He only nodded and then rubbed the dent at the top of his head. Please do. I said, though it seemed to me the words I spoke belonged to someone else or somewhere else. It was only after I had given permission that Ifdex spoke up. Before we begin, Flight Commander, may I make a suggestion? There are a number of craft near at hand, belonging to various news media. Perhaps we should invite each to embed a news team with one of your wolf craft fleet. I am sure our returning a Sajid ruler to his rightful inheritance would be a newsworthy event. Xandra smiled at Ifdek. Very clever trooper. We get favourable publicity and also make it harder for anyone to attack us. Please send out invitations and inform the other Wolfcraft to treat the civilian guests with all possible courtesy. During the 30 minutes or so it took for the reporters to embark on the seven Wolfcraft. I left the flight deck to stretch my legs and gather my thoughts. I could not focus though. I touched the corridor wall, marveled at its solidity, nodded at the icon of a minor divinity, smiled at a crew member who said, May I pass your excellency? Laughed as I wondered how best to break the news to Numa that I had become a sovereign power. Remembered that my wife and I were divided by bitterness and betrayal. Then, in an instant of grief and anger, realised that Numa and I were separated by something far more powerful and utterly irreversible. Ifdek was standing in the corridor. He may have been standing there all the time. I could see he was preparing to speak, but I shook my head angrily. He understood and did not use the title that had been laid on me. Mr Marcus, he said. The wolfcraft are ready now. It may be helpful if you say a few words before we set out to recover your inheritance. He smiled, shrugged, and rubbed his head. Okay, I replied bitterly. What would you have me say? If Dick frowned, Mr. Marcus, this has been an awful day for you. I could write a statement on your behalf, if that would be easier. Do not patronise me, if dick We have waded through blood together, obeying the orders and following the stratagems of Captain Arrow. And look what its led is. So I can do this. I have to do this. No one else can. And I return to the flight deck my anger growing with every step. And yet, something else was taking form in me too. For that is the nature of terror and shock. To survive unprecedented horrors, a man must change, even if only for the seconds it takes to make an escape. In the aftermath of that distant star's holocaust, Zandra had begun to carry her command more lightly. While the coarseness of Iftek, had changed to something more subtle and sharp. I too was changed. As I strapped into a seat and accepted the headphones and mouthpiece from Urquhart, my grief and bewilderment gave way to a growing sense of triumphant clarity. Flight Commander Zandra opened communications with the other Wolfcraft. Troopers, she said. One mission has ended in failure today. The populace of the three systems are shivering with fear, but the divinities have found us a new mission. We will regroup in Infeshka, return its rightful ruler to power and prepare to destroy any of the hostiles that remain. Let's hear it for His Excellency, the Sage and Prince. Through the headphones I could hear the tinny cheers of the men and women of the wolf craft. I had no idea how to follow the flight commander's remarks. Something profound was called for. But instead, the words that tumbled out from me were of a more prosaic nature. Thank you, I said. Some have had their lives stolen today, just as my father had his life and his land stolen. But I am your prince now, your loyal and true prince, and by all the gods and goddesses of divine earth I promise you this. We'll get our revenge, my lovely lads and lassies, so strap in tight and we'll be in in before the bastards have had time to drop their pants and shit. Sandra touched a button and I could hear the cheers and laughter ringing out through the overhead speakers. deck nodded and Jack smiled grimly. Then Sandra cut off the sound and turned again. She and Urquhart exchanged a few words. Instantly I was thrust deep back into the padding of my seat as the wolf craft accelerated. I could not speak. was barely able to breathe. My vision blurred and my brain felt as if it were being pounded against the wall of my skull. But the pain and the weight and the blur of lights and shadows only added to my sense of exhilaration. Up to that moment, my life had been increasingly constricted and a tangle and twist woven from the exploits of Numa and Captain Errol. I had been like a fish gasping as nile in net Cut into gills and eyes, choking me and blinding me, and cutting deeper and tighter with every desperate twitch I made. And suddenly, in a gout of searing radiation, every knot was cut and I was free. Free of Numa, free of Captain Arrow, free of all my past and all my failings. A distant star had spewed out its guts in a wave of incendiary violence that travelled tens of millions of kilometres with every passing second. The very report of that star's dying blew a blast of terror out across the three zones of humanity. But Xandra and her little fleet rode before that terrible blast, like those ancient mariners who laughed as they caught a hurricane in their sails and raced on to ever greater glory. The wolfcraft shook and bucked, and lights blinked and bent around me as I gasped with exhilaration and joy, and we all sped onwards in splendour to my waiting kingdom. And then it was gone. All that joy and triumph and hope was blown out from me as swift as the subatomic particles of that dying star. I gasped with shock and opened my eyes. The wolf craft and all its occupants were gone. I was lying on dirt with fury, humiliation and shame burning white and wicked in my heart. As my body warped and convulsed with pain and the agony of guilt and disgrace, I saw an avenue of trees stretching into the distance. And there, some hundred yards away, stood Captain Errol, and at his feet, the still shape of my demon companion. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of Marcus Marcus and the Hurting Heart. It got very dramatic there. And it's going to get even more dramatic, so stay tuned. Mind, tell your friends, your family, your ancient enemies about the story. You can promote it on social media. You can rate and review it. You can support my work by making a donation to my coffee fund. The details are in the episode notes. Mind, look after yourselves. We know what we have to do. We're still not quite through this pandemic yet, so keep your distance. Wash your hands, use your face masks when you have to, get vaccinated. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Alright, stay tuned. There's more drama and tension and revelations ahead.